You're listening to The Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to The Better Man Podcast in studio today with Chris Harper. Chris, we were just talking about all your tattoos. Again, there's so many cool things that we talk about visually that it's just this modern form of audio can't get in there. Uh, so that was that was fun. I like talk about the riser one real quick. The the one that's your most recent one because I love the message. I like the message on all of them, but that one was cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's um. So it's twofold. One, there's a new country guy out there. Bryant is his last name, and he has a lyric in a song that says, "Boys, we've got a riser in our midst." Okay, and I I love the song. I love the song, boys, we've got a riser in our midst, but I try to turn everything theological. Okay. Because <laughs> what does that mean? Do you know what he means when he says that? Yeah, so an up-and-comer. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, young blood. Yep. Right? What did what did, uh, what did the guy say in Hamilton? Um, young, scrappy, and hungry, just That's like right. my country. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's good. <laughs> good throwback, man. Come on. That's awesome. Come on. Hamilton. But um, so – Theologically, because Christ rose, we will rise. I mean, that's one of the greatest promises, one of the greatest truths about the resurrection. Jesus beat back death, which means those who are in him, we will too. So it's just a reminder, man, I'm a riser. You are, yeah. That's I like it. that one. That's a statement to you and then gives you an ultimate great talking point Love with it. others. So that's, that's right. really cool. I like that's that. Right. Okay, so today we're going to jump back into loving and protecting God's woman and specifically, you recently heard a message by one of your friends, Tim Dunn, who is a lead pastor at Graceway Church in Kansas City. And he took the parable of the talents and talked about that in a very, or uh, talked about a way to apply that, that is a little bit, you don't want to say new, right? We can't say these are these are new interpretations of scripture, but just just a, uh, that's why I like to say that like a very interesting application and a way to think about that that impacts our families and very specifically mm. our wives, right? So good. Yeah. I, I call it a fresh look. There you go. Yeah. It was a fresh look. You know, you hear the parable of the talents and immediately you think about your giftings, your talents, the things that God has called you to, how you're to steward that well to be most impactful for his kingdom. I mean, that's kind of the underlining message. Well, he told me, he said, Chris, I'm going to share about the parable of the talents, but I'm going to talk about it through the lens of marriage. And I had no idea where he was going until I heard the message, and it was just so good, so convicting. But basically, he talked about ownership and how the woman you're married to or the woman you're going to marry, he was God's daughter. She, I'm sorry, she was God's yes. daughter. Yes, Um long before she was your wife. And God has essentially entrusted her to you just like he's entrusted these talents to you. And the question is, are you going to bury it like the wicked servant did, or are you going to go maximize that to where the return is three, five, tenfold? And, and he said something so convicting in the message. He said, he said it's not going to be enough to stand before God one day hand over your wife and say, see, at least I didn't break her. He said, no, man, God gave her to you so that you would make her better. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's kind of 
the parable of the talents, and I thought, man, it's so good. How how often do I go to bed at night and pat myself on the back thinking, man, at least I didn't ruin my wife today, yeah. or at least I didn't hurt my wife today. Yeah, right? we, didn't, we didn't go backwards today. That's right. Yeah. When in reality – that's so that's so good, Adam. When in reality, like I should be going forward, like yep. taking leaps and bounds forward. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I settle for just not breaking her. Yeah. So where do you think that comes from? The the settling because I, as a guy who's been married close to twenty years, I can feel the same way. It's like all right, today was just maybe my interpretation is peace. Like today was peaceful. Nobody got mad. Nobody yelled. That was good. It was a good day. Which those are good. Obviously, the uh, the peace is good to have in the home. But that also can carry with it a little bit of status quo. Absolutely. Is that, is that, uh, what, so what, where do you think that comes from? Why, why do I, guys struggle with that? I think it really comes from, it's an ownership principle, right? We forget that our wives are gods. Uh, it's God's daughter, right? So just because she's your wife doesn't mean you own her, just like you don't own your children. You know, God's lent those young people to you for you to train up and to better. And I think when we when we look at marriage, sometimes we don't see our wives as a gift from God. We don't see our wives as as God's daughter, whom He's entrusted in our care, and we should we should return it tenfold. So she's my wife, right? So I own her. I know that's a terrible a terrible phrase, but um, she's mine, and then I can kind of do with what I want. And if it gets better, great. If it doesn't, great. But at least I'm not harming her. Right, so we settle for that, but but when you look at it, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of like a neighbor lends you a tool, or I remember borrowing my neighbor's um, lawnmower. Yeah, right. Like I was adamant in my mind that when I return it, I'm going to return it full of gas. Yeah, because I just wouldn't want to use his gas and That's then right. return it empty. Right, this would yeah. be a terrible neighbor. Yeah. Well, how much more so is it with God's daughter? Yeah, He's lent her to you. And he's going to say, one day you need to return her to me. Mm. How are we returning her? Yeah. And that's interesting you bring up the lawnmower piece because there's a, there's a piece, and it fits perfectly with this idea of stewardship and that we know the owner uh, because you knew your neighbor. That's right. And uh, I don't know about you, but when I go rent cars when I'm traveling, I mean, I return it with a full tank of gas, but I really don't care like if it's, uh, if it's clean on the inside or if it got muddy I'm just kind of running through the motion because I don't know the owner That's right. of National Rent-A-Car. No, <laughs> nor do you care. <laughs> yeah. But if I borrow my friend's car or their lawnmower, it's like, well, I'm going to see them again. That's right. And we know God. And so we know the owner. So how yeah. much more care uh, should we have in those situations. Yeah, that's so good. And it's, you know, we, we return that car or we return that lawnmower to our friend, one, because we want to honor them, but two, because we want them to think well of us, yeah. right? Because like you said, we're going to see them at the next neighborhood association that's meeting right. or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. right? So how much more so is it with God? Like, like not only do we, do we love God or should we should love God, but also like I want God to look at me and say, well done, good and faithful servant. And he's not going to say that if I return his daughter back to him. And all I can say is, well, at least I didn't hurt her. That's right. Okay, so where did, what did Tim do? Like, So some of the, the ways that we can uh, think about how to make sure we're stewarding our these relationships well. Did he give a couple of thoughts there? What, what, what direction did it go? Yeah, so he definitely went the, the ownership, stewardship route, yeah. right? So First and foremost, we need to understand that your wife or your soon-to-be wife or your one-day wife, 
Before she was your wife, she was God's daughter. So because of such, your goal in life should be to honor her, to cherish her, and to really point her to Jesus so that she grows to be more like Jesus, God incarnate, right? And and it really begins with with knowing your wife like you strive to know God. Um, you know, I meet I meet so many men today, and this is I'm not immune to this either. I meet so many men who who simply they don't know their wives, especially after being married 10, 15, 20, 30 years. They just don't know their wives. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, let's just talk about our own marriages and how we try to combat that because uh, I can certainly fall into that. I mean, we've been together 20 years. We talk about the management of life all the time, um, but still that are there things to explore and get to know about her? That can take some effort sometimes. We just kind of get used to the status quo. So what are some ways you're trying to to combat that? Yeah, especially in the craziness of life, right? So like I have four kids. I would I would venture to guess that ninety percent of the conversations I have with my wife revolve around our children, and and you do that long enough, you know, three years, five years, ten years. What you'll discover. So I've been married fourteen years now, and I recently discovered that I know less about my wife than than I thought I knew. Oh wow! And uh, um, we have a ton of conversations about our kids and a ton of conversations about our church and, and different ministries. And, uh, but we really just don't know each other as well as I thought. So, so one of the things I'm trying to practice now is um, I'm trying to interview my wife more often. Okay. Yeah. Like, like you're getting out the podcast mics, that's, setting up the camera and just going, all right, so here on the uh, Better Man 2.0 podcast, <laughs> Adam's not here, so I'm going to lead this interview, that's and right. uh, so uh, I don't I don't think that's what you mean, right? But <laughs> right, uh, no, that but, that does pop into our mind. Yeah, ab- absolutely. But but similar, right? So I'm going to take my wife out to dinner, and I'm and 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 I'm going to interview her. I'm going to start I'm going to start asking questions that that really reveal who she is, but then more so um, reveal how I'm treating her, right? So for example. Um, I'll ask my wife, what needs do you have right now that I'm currently not meeting? Like, I'd love to know that. Uh, because the reality is, I don't know when the last time I asked my wife, That's a good uh, question. You, know, you know, what do you need, right? Um, another question I ask her, what are three things you want for your life moving forward? Like, what are your hopes? What are your dreams? Um, I recently learned that my wife would love to have a cadaver dog, that she would love to train a dog that goes searching for missing people. Really? Where I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. I had no clue. I can't imagine how that would pop up in just normal conversation. Let me tell you how it popped up. She started watching and listening to like murder podcasts. Okay. <laughs> and she became infatuated with this, which was a little scary. Yes. I started sleeping with one eye open. Yeah. But um, she started she started listening to these podcasts and then watching a couple of Netflix shows. And, and uh, so I asked her one day, I said, what's your infatuation with this? And she's like, I just think it's interesting. She started reading books and she said, you know, Chris... Um, Man, I'd love to have a to buy a dog and training to be a cadaver dog and go help people search for missing people. Oh my god! And I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like that's a that's a that's a new dream of hers. And and how can I help? How can I help make that happen? So so it's a simple question, right? What are a few things you want for your life uh, moving forward? And then how can I help you get there? Yeah. 
Like, like what can I do um, um, to serve you? I think, I think a simple question that, that men often miss is just ask your wife, man, how, how can I encourage you? Uh, again, married 14 years, and I'm almost ashamed to admit this. Um, I assumed for years that my wife's love language, like her encouragement, was acts of service. Adam, for the last 10 years, I have intentionally done the dishes every night. Okay. Uh, if we're having a meal, a family meal together, like I get up, I clean the table, I clear the plates, I'm serving my wife, I'm doing the dishes right, and, and I'm thinking like this is doing it for my wife, zero effect, bro. No points. You get no points for that. Zero points. Like she's not even acknowledging it, which, by the way, made me angry. Yeah, because <laughs> that's a lot of effort. <laughs> and led in, it, like it led to multiple fights. But then I recently learned like her encouragement to encourage her is just time with her. It's literally sitting on the couch with her or lying in bed with her and just talking to her or sitting on the back deck and just having a conversation. She would rather me just sit and be with her then do dishes, mop floors, vacuum the living room. All things I was trying to do to yep. curry favor, yep. none of it was none working. None of it worked. So, yeah, you just sit down and watch the uh, the murder stories with her. That's it. And that's Three it. feet of distance, though. Yeah. Not too close, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's fascinating. Um, <laughs> but that came out by asking, how can I encourage you? Or, or some derivative of that, well, that question? Well, it, it came out as a fight. Oh, okay. Right? Like, like I'm doing all this stuff, and then she's not appreciating me. So finally I said, hey, I think you're unappreciative. And she was like, hey, this doesn't get to me. And I'm like, oh, I missed it, right? Uh, so it actually, the, the truth surfaced through an argument her and I had, um, which, was, which, was, which was so, so good. An- another one of my favorite questions that I'm starting to ask my wife recently um, is uh, where am I winning as a husband? Like I want to know where I'm winning. Um, and then, of course, the inverse of that is um, where am I falling short? And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of what Randy Stinson said. Randy Stinson, phenomenal author. Um, he said, you're not supposed to treat your wife generically. You're supposed to treat her uniquely. That's so good. It's so good, man. And I am so guilty of treating my wife like she's just a generic person. Yeah. Here's the encouragement for me on that with the interview. I mean, I like those. First of all, when you can have a well-crafted, open-ended question that you know is going to lead to good conversation, you want to keep a file of those, right? So we can make sure. Maybe we can get those in the show notes for people just to remember. Because one of those... One of those questions can lead to so much great conversation. You basically have four four date nights worth of conversations right there. Absolutely. And I bet you'll be surprised at the answers. Like that that would be where I think I I would not answer those questions is because I would say, Oh, I bet I know. And especially in the ones where it may be where am I falling short or how can I encourage you? It's like I she tells me often where I'm falling short. I'm not quoting my wife here, but I can imagine we would think Oh, we know. We know where we're falling short because we struggle with shame. We're feeling ashamed of something, and so we don't want to lean into those conversations. Um, but there's a lot that you can learn in the midst of all that. That can be again. It's it, it, talking about this in the context of stewarding this relationship, treating God's daughter 
uh, right. the way he wants us to treat them and what's right and what's, what's going to be appropriate. So uh, those are great conversations. Yeah. To start. Like, like I genuinely love my wife. Mm-hmm. Like I love her. Like I want her to be a better wife. Yeah. I want her to be a better mom. I want her to be a better sister in Christ. Like I want her to be better. I just came to the realization that a lot of her betterment was really dependent upon me. Mm. And and that's that that's heavy, but but it's also how God designed it. Yep. It's also how God structured it, and it's the calling God has has put on my 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 life. Like if I want my wife to be better, I need to be better. And um, it just came down to to man, I want I want to know her better so that I can help her grow. And these, it's actually this this interviewing process is in our new curriculum, our newest curriculum coming out in June, um, how to love and protect uh, God's woman. And uh, it's actually ten questions, so it's ten interview questions we lay out in there, uh, uh, and it's it's in a section called "It's Time to Interview Your Wife." Okay. And and if you've never done that, man, it's it's such a good exercise. It's so healthy, and I'm telling you, it's a it's a new practice for me. But it has shed so much light on my relationship with my wife. I love that. Well, that's good. We teased four of them, and if they want the other six, come on, go out to betterman.com that's it. Uh, and pick that up. And so all of this, just one simple way that we can make sure that we are stewarding this relationship and treating God's daughter uh, the way that she deserves to be treated. So yeah, I want, to, I want to stand before God one day, and this is going to sound terrible, but say you gave me a five-talent wife, and I want to hand him eight talents in return. Like, like that's my goal. I don't, I don't just want to do that with my ministry. I don't just want to do that with my business. I just don't want to do it with my children. Like, I want to do that with my marriage too. God, you gave me five talents. Man, I worked it. Yeah. Here's eight. Yeah. And so he can look at me and say, well done, good and faithful. Yeah, so. and I hear what you mean with that, which is uh, my intentionality, my effort, my that's seriousness. Right. That's right. I want to say... I didn't bury it and say, well, at least yeah. I didn't break it. That's you know? right. And so that That's we did right. something with that. I love that, Chris. Great stuff, as always. Good to be with you today. Yeah, you too, bro. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Better Man podcast. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, or if you just want to learn more about the Better Man experience, head on over there to betterman.com. This episode, like every episode of the Better Man podcast, was produced and edited by the team over there at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.